Uh, uh, Ooh, I see you, Trey. <laughs> Messing with that black. <laughs> Girl, you can't sit right here. You dusty. Uh, <laughs> 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 that nice. She only a little dark. It's your girl Sojourner's Truths here, and that skit is called Layla's Diary on YouTube. I thought it would be a perfect representation of bullying and how it really affects children. I just really hope you guys liked it, enjoyed it, related to it, and I just really hope it didn't cause any offense. I'm moving on though, okay? Ah! Y'all remember those days, don't you? Back when we got bullied for being chocolate, now it's in style. It's cute. Years of slavery, and it took black people until 2019 to realize that that dark skin is beautiful oh yeah you already knew like most did honestly <laughs> you were just waiting for that majority crowd to also sheep up and say that they love dark skin for what because everyone was so scared to positively speak on something so negatively impacted who would have thought there would be so much hatred amongst a community from the inside that already gets it from the out. I wish more black people would independently have their own thoughts and opinions without needing a crowd to follow to comfortably speak up. The Shave Room is a perfect example of what I'm trying to say. They run a page full of bitter, nasty, negative black people. And their comments are full of degrading, belittling commentary. And the reason why their page is so successful is because black people love to see other black people doing bad. Y'all remember that rant I went on about the culture vulture, Bad Baby? I found it bizarre how the negative commentary I was getting was from other black people. Other black fans of this white girl who <laughs> takes our culture and wears it as a mask. You guys would rather see a girl with absolutely no talent and lutely white privilege make it over your own brothers and sisters who have more flair on their pinky finger than she ever will in her entire existence at 16 years old. 2019, social media is very strong. So I see it as this. If black people wanted to see other black people be successful, there would be more successful black businesses and more successful black people. But being that black people don't wanna see each other be happy and successful and vibrant. We admire us in our own oppression. Wait, let me fix that before y'all drag me. Not all black people just the ones where this relates to, where the shoe fits. Lots of companies though, and individuals and communities of color are often unconsciously rewarded for supporting white privilege and their power. So, I mean, I get it, you don't wanna be excluded. Or do I? Because that fear of exclusion makes you look like a weak, uncultured coon. But to be honest, many black people are not thriving and they come from communities that are also not thriving. And this leads to zero-sum thinking and insecurity. Zero-sum thinking meaning the success of others are lowering your chances of the same. But I can't get too mad. I mean, black folks are not born from one black mother in this country. Some of us are born poor, rich, single, child of many, child of one, and our social developments are not the same. Additionally, our unity or efforts added are divided because of history, family dynamics, and experience. Yup, I get it. Black people sold black people into slavery. Black people hampered black people who tried to escape to curry favor with their white masters. But who created, ran, and perpetrated the transatlantic slave trade? Oh yeah, the Europeans. Who killed Malcolm X, Huey Newton, and Walter Rodney? 
selfish black suffering from myopia. Now I'm not ignorant to the fact that black people are active participants in their own problems. But that doesn't excuse that slavery is a larger part of America's history than any other country. The transatlantic slave trade lasted about a quarter of the Netherlands, Spain's, Portugal's, and France's existence. It compromises a third of England's history. <laughs> no other first world country except Brazil and Cuba waited as long as the United States to outlaw slavery. And when those countries did abolish slavery, they didn't have racist laws embedded in their constitution and a legal system relegating an entire race of people to second class citizenship. Oh, I'm sorry to go there, but I'm going there. <laughs> the first British settlers established Jamestown in 1607. The first African slaves arrived in 1619. In 1629, Virginia enacted the first law mentioning black slaves. In January 1639, Virginia's act created a legal distinction between white and black men. And these said laws outlawed intermarriage, integrated schools, and equal housing were not stuck down until the late 1960s. And the 400 years of racist policies that governed black people were not slave laws. They were race laws, but we can talk about that. Another and can time. we just kill this hard work and education bullshit? I graduated with a 3.7 GPA <laughs> and 400 years of free labor that transformed America into an economic superpower shows that blacks are lazy. Nah, and we're not going to forget about the kids that fought for equal schools. Are they all proof that black people don't value education? And what about the Africans that risked their lives learning how to read? Black people hate education so much that just to be safe, white people outlawed citizens from teaching slaves how to read and write. Not that it really matters because schools don't teach black children anything but whitewash history, but black schools receive less funding than white schools. And it has nothing to do with economics or poverty. It was just the hard truth. You know what else is the hard truth? The discrimination black people put on each other in the community. It's sick. Colorism is disadvantaging dark-skinned people while privileging those of lighter skin, which relates to internalized racism. It links back. It's a persistent form of discrimination that should be fought with the same urgency as racism. Nanny H. Burroughs, a dark-skinned civil rights activist, a queen and an icon, let's not forget, she wrote in her 1904 speech, many Negroes have color phobia as badly as the white folks have Negro phobia. I hope that ain't go over y'all heads. The United States colorism has roots in slavery. I mean, because slave owners typically gave preferential treatment to slaves with fairer complexions. Let's not forget, slave owners were partial to light-skinned slaves because they often were also family members ill, <laughs> slave owners frequently forced slave women to sexual intercourse and therefore created light-skinned offspring. And that light-skinned offspring got privileges that dark-skinned slaves could never get. Colorism didn't just disappear after slavery ended. Those with light skin receive employment opportunities off limits to dark-skinned blacks. This is why upper-class families in black society were largely light-skinned. Soon light skin and privilege were linked in the black community. And this isn't only in the black community. For example, light skinned Latinos make $5,000 more on average than dark skinned Latinos. A Villanova University study of more than 12,000 African American women in prison in North Carolina found that lighter skinned black women receive shorter sentences than their dark skinned sisters. Healing through colorism means black people must come together and stop sweeping this topic under the rug like it doesn't exist. Those who benefit from colorism must acknowledge its presence and be realistic when they perpetrate it. 
because we never want to perpetrate an anti-black ideology into the black community. Ultimately, just not being ignorant and realizing what's going on around you. Race is just another social construct created to maintain white supremacy. In reality, we are all just human beings that have been categorized and labeled via races and class. And this is why black people must begin to transition from fighting for civil rights. Black people must begin to stand up for all people, categorized as black to have human rights. And the stereotypes. Black people are always overrepresented as perpetrators of violent crimes, all the time. African Americans are disproportionately represented in news stories about poverty. And these stories tend to paint a picture that is particularly likely to reinforce stereotypes and make it hard to identify with black And males. even when black males are presented sympathetically, they tend to be absent from important types of roles like fathering and parenting situations. Negative stereotypes like thugs, criminals, fools, and other disadvantaged types are demoralizing and reduce self-esteem and expectations. Representation of black women in media is not only disproportionately sparse, but when it does occur, it is often disparaging or based in negative stereotypes. Black women are often labeled with various stereotypes. Sometimes it may be bougie, ghetto, or ratchet. What's wrong with being particular, having a strong passion for a subject, or being outspoken? Choice, courageous, intelligent, beautiful, independent, one, 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 one.